Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Box Office Receipts, where there are some huge numbers to talk about as Spider-Man over-delivered for theaters around the world. Let's just get right into it. So Spider-Man No Way Home opened this past weekend and surprised me and everyone else's expectations. I'll go over the details in a minute, but to knock out the top five, it opened in first place with $260 million. In second place was Encanto with $6.5 million for a total of $81.5 million. Third place was West Side Story with $3.4 million for a total of $17.9 million. In fourth place was Ghostbusters Afterlife with $3.4 million for a total of $117.2 million. Lastly, in fifth place was Nightmare Alley, which opened with $2.9 million. Clearly looking at the top five, not only did theaters have the majority of their screens playing No Way Home as many times as possible, it was clear that was all the focus for audiences as well. While this was fine for most films as they've had a few weeks, except West Side Story, which is just not finding an audience, Nightmare Alley also took a big hit as well. In theory, it should do okay as counter-programming to No Way Home. However, it falls into the category of mature films, like The Last Duel, and those are struggling to get solid numbers. Now, while Del Toro's latest film does not cost as much as The Last Duel, it did cost around $60 million to produce, according to Variety, and if true, makes it the biggest 20th century Searchlight film ever made. Now, remember, Searchlight is for smaller films with smaller budgets, like Nomadland. With this kind of budget, it could have easily been a mid-budget film for 20th century itself. Nightmare Alley will likely not make back its budget at the box office, but will be less of a loss for Disney compared to some other films they have released this year. Now let's talk about No Way Home. This weekend, as the numbers came in, it was just one of those special ones where they just kept going up and up and up. With the final weekend total of $260 million, it now has the second biggest opening weekend domestically of all time, coming in behind Avengers Endgame. Since it has beaten The Force Awakens, it is now also the biggest film to open this in December, and with $260 million so far, it is already the highest grossing film of 2021 domestically, passing Shang-Chi by around $40 million. What has helped propel this is the fact that word of mouth is amazing. It has got the rare and coveted A-plus cinema score, and a 99% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Movie watchers now of all ages love the film, and are now talking it up to everyone. Also, to help it out a bit more, is that right now The Kingsman is getting mediocre reviews, so depending on how Sing It 2 and The Matrix Resurrection does, there actually might not be much competition for Spider-Man for weeks. The question now is how far can it go? Under normal circumstances, it could end up around 900 million, but with weaker than expected competition, the only threat is Omicron and rising cases. Clearly, it did not stop people this weekend, so if there are not many restrictions put in place locally around the country, people will still go watch. Personally, right now I'm thinking it finishes at least with 700 million domestic, possibly hit 800 million. At this rate, it can be close to 500 million by after Christmas, and then have another two to three weeks, three weeks to make uh, you know another two or 300 million. This will be interesting to watch as during the pandemic, films have not had the best legs with theater exclusives only doing slightly better than ones with a dual release. Anyway, this is still a massive win in getting people used to going back to theaters, and hopefully in 2022, 
they go see other smaller ones as well. Congratulations to Sony and Marvel Studios. Taking a look at China, they did get new films with one of them getting people to show up at theaters. Opening in first place is Fireflies in the Sun with 54.2 million. This is an odd one as it is a remake of a 2002 film called John Q. But the remake is framed and marketed as a sequel to the Chinese 2019 film Sheep Without a Shepherd, which was pretty popular. Anyway, it did the trick, it did get people to show up and watch it. Second place was I Am What I Am, an animated film which opened at 7.5 million. Schemes and Antiques came in third with 3.6 million for a total of 61.6 million. Fourth place was Crossing the Yalu River, which opened with 3 million. Finally, fifth place was Be Somebody with 2.5 million for a total of 139 million. Now it's time to take a look at worldwide numbers, and Spider-Man No Way Home opened to some amazing numbers outside America as well. It made $340.8 million internationally for a worldwide opening weekend of $600.8 million. For Sony, this is the biggest opening weekend ever for any film for them, and depending on countries doing lockdowns over the winter, we are looking at the first and only billion-plus film and the highest-grossing Spider-Man film ever. I do think even with some lockdowns, at this point, it's going to get a billion before lockdowns get serious, at least on Europe's side. I feel at this point now the discussion is, if more lockdowns are put in place, does it hurt 1.5 billion? I think that's what I think that's what everyone should be discussing right now is, can it hit 1.5 billion? 1 billion is basically locked at this point. Now, there are still some noticeable markets that hasn't opened yet. Uh, it will open in Thailand in December 23rd, Japan January, January 7th and then Norway on January 14th. And while No Way Home internationally was big news, as it should, Warner Brothers actually got a head start on The Matrix Resurrections, opening in a few markets including Japan and Russia, for a 9.2 million start. Encanto made another 7.9 million for a worldwide total of 175.5 million. West Side Story made 2.1 million for a worldwide total of 27.1 million. House of Gucci finally passed 100 million with it at 106.1 million. Finally, Ghostbusters Afterlife made 1.8 million for a worldwide total of 173.6 million. Just a small update on Nightmare Alley. If you live in or near LA on January 14th, four theaters will be playing a special black and white version of the film. I will leave a link to the deadline article naming the theaters that will show it in case you are interested. Slowly but surely, studios are continuing to move films out of early 2022, likely a mix of No Way Home dominating, but also it is unclear how Omicron will affect the box office. The Netherlands has already started a lockdown for a few weeks to give their hospitals some time. This means theaters, they are now closed. So as for films being moved, Universal moved another one, a Blumhouse horror film called The Black Phone, which was set for February 4th, will now come out June 24th, 2022, and it will now go up head-to-head against Warner Brothers' Elvis biopic. STX also made some changes as well. The newest Guy Ritchie film, Operation Fortune, which had just made its debut trailer with a release date of January 21st, has now been delayed to March 18th. Due to this pushback, their other film, The Contractor, will be pushed back two weeks and now opens up April 1st. It does seem like for now the smaller studio movies are being moved around as needed, but the major blockbuster films are staying put. It does help that for January, there are not many films opening anyway. Right now, it's just Scream and then any leftover Oscar nominees that need a wide release. 
We also got release dates for Warner Brothers, but not regarding film delays. Uh, Blue Beetle, which was set to be a film for HBO Max, will now instead be a Warner Brothers film released in theaters, now being released August 18th, 2023. For that change, I take it they like so far what they're seeing in production. The Train to Busan remake now has its title The Last Train to New York, and will open April 21st, 2023. Finally, an animated film focused on the Wizard of Oz dog Toto, aptly called Toto, will come out February 2nd, 2024. So yeah, not delays, but instead the studio is starting to fill out what films will be coming out over the next few years, as 2022 is pretty much locked. I do wonder, since HBO Max is losing Blue Beetle, will anything be moved over to compensate, or will they just work on another project for the service? Last year, during the start of the pandemic, the parent company of Arclight Cinemas filed for bankruptcy, and the famous Cinerama Dome was at risk of never reopening again, assuming someone bought it and tore it down. Well, over the past year, a company did buy it, and right now it looks like they intend to keep it running. Deadline reported that the new company has filed paperwork to renew the liquor license for the theater, and that it'll be a while before it reopens, because they are now using this time to work on renovations. As for when a reopening might happen, it's looking like it's sometime in 2023, at the earliest. But hey, at least some good news at least for one of the more historic theaters in America. For new trailers this week, we got one, and that is for Paramount's film The Lost City. It looks pretty good, and stars a solid cast of Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe, and what looks to be a guest appearance by Brad Pitt. It does feel like a film that came out 10 years ago, but in a good way. It comes out March 25th. And that's it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. Spider-Man really dominated the news over the weekend, so there wasn't really news on the streaming or VOD front, really. We'll talk about any news from that in the next episode. Just uh, happy holidays. To, to you, to everyone listening. Hope you all have a good time. Now's a good time to catch up on movies with friends and family. Maybe go see Spider-Man if it's safe. If it's not, maybe watch Matrix at home. You got options. That is it for me. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.